following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? I'm the Nickel City Nightmare, and this is Common Debauchery. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I am always am your host, as you heard at the top of the thing with the stuff and the guys. I am Derek Jaws, and I am here with my longtime friend, longtime listener, first time guest caller, co-host, whatever you want to call him, Ryan Pashadlo, a.k.a. Poe. You will hear me call him Poe from here on out, and you will henceforth know him as Poe. Poe is not just a noun. Poe is an adjective, a verb, a past participle, and everything in between. Poe, what's up, buddy? Glad to be here. This is being the first time I've ever been on a podcast, and I'm glad you actually said my name right, unlike most of the people in the world. Well, I mean, I was going to drop the Ponciadlo on you, but I decided not to. I've known you long enough. I actually do know how to say your name. That's that's true. I mean, most people that know me don't know me as anything else other than Poe. So it's weird that you just didn't be like, hey, this is my friend Ryan Poe. And then the rest of the world, therefore, would have known. Listen, I am I am the uh, I'm the king of nicknames, as you know. You've known you've known me to have plenty of them over the years. And uh, you know, I, I, I can't I can't be dropping just dropping nicknames on people. I gotta get it all out there. That was probably one of the more epic intros I've ever given somebody. I appreciate it. Well, you know what? I am here for you, buddy. And I am appreciative of you joining me on a new episode of The Common Debauchery. And we are here today to talk about something. And the reason I wanted to bring my man on for this one is because we are here to talk about quirky fandoms and strange things that people now... So for me, there are, are people when they find out there are certain things that I'm into or a fan of that they find themselves at least slightly surprised. Um, my main man over here has all the nerdy fandoms and like some of them people find surprising. Other people are like, yeah, no, that's Poe. So I brought him on because he's just an eclectic fandom guy. Um, he's got all the fandoms and he's gotten me into a lot of my one, my like what people would consider weird for me fandoms. So, uh, Mr. Mr. Poe, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us down a little storytelling road and kind of, kind of tell us about yourself first and foremost, who you are, what you do and where you come from, because I think that leads us down a fun road of the fandom department. Okay. Well, once in a time, there was a mommy Poe and a daddy Poe. Um, they got together and they made me. Uh, I am your run-of-the-mill nerd, I guess is pretty pretty much the best way to put it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really know where to even start with where my nerddom started. Uh, I guess I started back in middle school where, actually probably before middle school, where I was into Pokemon. Pokemon kind of traveled along there and then uh, got into Warhammer. Um, figurine game um from there went to Yu-Gi-Oh brought Derek aboard that train <laughs> you sure uh, did uh so the good old days of playing in the flea market with Reg and whew. oh god remember Reg 
Yeah, yeah, Reg. Um, <clears throat> I have since moved on to bigger and more expensive things in the form of magic cards um, and apparently woodworking and 3D printing. Uh, oh, there's, there's probably more. I don't even know. Video oh, there, games, those are always... Yeah, video, video games, you're, uh, you got me into the whole Dragon Ball Z world. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. there's a point I remember now, this is, this is the type of like, you say all these things on the surface and people are like, wow, this dude's like full tilt nerd. But when you talk, like what they don't realize is there were days that like, so you like our collective video game fandom and, um, I guess we can call it obsession is like, it stems some of the coolest things that we've done as a group of friends. And I remember very specifically a night where I believe we had no less than eight different 32 inch flat screens with eight different Xboxes, all like on one network doing one big, like four on four game where like, Oh yeah. If we wanted to switch up teams, like you grabbed your Xbox and moved to a different TV. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, like your TV. Yeah, because like, oh, my TV's better than his. I don't want him on my TV. <laughs> like, yep. yeah. Oh, so yeah. there, there was a point, and this was like early college years, where we got this huge eight on or four on four Halo game going. But instead of doing it like where you can do it now, where we're all in our own house with our own internet, we were all in at your house on like your internet doing just what was what was that called like a LAN game or whatever like. Oh, land party a land party there it is so we we're all on the same network and we just decided like okay maybe this round we'll do zombies where one person is infected and then they gotta try to infect everybody else or like we'll just do four on four like then all eight of us jump in and do a big team battle against other another eight people on an actual other network and then we were like why is it lagging so much well eight of you are on the same network you idiot god what a great childhood we had and by childhood i mean drunken preteenedness post post teenedness late teenedness oh. i don't know we were like 18 or something i don't know i would say late teens early 20s yeah there yeah because that's when we could all afford to buy our own tvs and xboxes right or it was like oh what am i gonna pay the bills with i don't have any bills yet yeah what's a bill a why, why do i gotta pay the bills the nfl pays those guys <laughs> yeah and so and and so the the fun part about this is um me and me and Poe here are so different with a lot of things that like we've actually brought each other into other fandoms. So like he's responsible for getting me into like Dragon Ball Z, um, the lengthy stint that we played Yu-Gi-Oh in either at the flea market or in his garage or in people's basements or um, occasionally like at a study hall in school or like we used to play in the school store, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was Did you come? Did you come with us when we went to go play at Walmart? Yes. In the garden section? Yeah, in the garden section at Walmart. <laughs> God, we were nerds. That's awesome. <laughs> what, what a story. What a, so we <laughs> this so so for those of you playing the home game here, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is a card game based on a video game that's based on a show that's based on a card game. Yes, that's actually right. So it got popular when the cartoon came to the U S and it had some of the most obnoxious and ridiculous one-liners, one-liners characters. Um, 
you know, like I mean, it, your typical anime. It, it was your typical anime that like they Americanized and like I mean, they made it pretty corny in a lot of the like you you've activated my trap card and you know like a lot of puns. Yeah, yeah, and so like there there were times that like. I'd walk into into post. Like he wanted to call you Ryan for some reason. That's just weird. I've never done that in my life. But uh, I, I would walk into Poe's house here, and like he'd be in his room, like painting a model or something from Warhammer, which I tried getting into once, and then realized just how expensive that was, and just was like, no, because I'm not oh, it artistic. Wasn't even the expense. It wasn't even the expense. It was the patience of sitting there with a tiny ass brush trying to paint a guy's head that was smaller than your finger nail. And like, no, right. And like, I, I'm the dude that would want my stuff to look cool. I don't have the ability to make it look cool. So then I would have to buy it and then pay someone to paint it just so I could play a game that I didn't fully understand. So I played like twice and was like, eh, all right, I'm good. But, uh, yep. so I'd walk into, I'd walk into Poe's room and I would stand in the doorway after mind you, calling him when I left my house and leaving him a voicemail, the length of the end of my driveway until I walked into his room. And he was so focused that he didn't even hear me walk in and I would stand there until he realized there was a human being in his room. And then he turned around and looked at me like, what are you doing here? And I'd be like, it's time to duel. And Poe would stop painting and we'd go play cards. So this is like, he got me into that and like, Back in the day, Poe was not very well versed in the realm of the NFL and American football. Uh, Poe grew up playing the soccer ball, and Foosball. yeah, yeah, the old uh, the old ball of the foose. And we eventually got him into things like you know the NFL and fantasy football. So much so that now Poe is currently the commissioner of the most obnoxious fantasy football league on the planet. Um which is just fun because I'm slowly every year getting more into it. It's a little bit more than I care to, uh, than I care to care, but you know, it somehow speaks to Poe because it's numbers and nerdy stuff. So Poe does well, I suck. And that's the end of that. Well, I enjoy it. I enjoy it from the standpoint that all of my friends that are in it are generally more understanding of the game of football than I am. Like you could, you could sit there and tell me what a defense is going to do. And I'd be like, that's a guy running at him. That's another guy. And he's going to hit him. That's about it. But you show me the stats and I'm going to tell you who's going to be the better guy overall. So that's the only reason I'm good at it. And I enjoy beating my friends that know the game better than me, despite me only looking at it from the numbers and the overall, you know, graphs. Right. So like you're, you're literally, you're hearing a conversation here between the, the sports guy who's been there, seen it, done it, played it. And the sports fan who is like, can look at the numbers and predict things and like does well with fantasy and stuff like that. And it, uh-huh. it infuriates the shit out of me because like, you shouldn't be beating me at this, but you do. So, but, uh, so to, to tell you the, the depth of these, of these fandom rivalries that me, me and Poe have had, uh, we, over the course of the years, have developed our own language based on Yu-Gi-Oh cards that we used to play this so often, like words sounded funny, and we can have a full tilt 
fake conversation where neither one of us knows what the other one's saying, but we have fun doing it anyway. Like, and people look at us like, what the hell's the matter with you? And then it like low key, we're looking at each other, like what the hell's the matter with us? But it doesn't stop the fact that it's fun and it's a good time. Um, and like, I, so I, I, I don't want people listening to sit here and think that I only brought Poe on because like, well, Poe's your nerd friend. Like, you know, you're talking to a guy who is a huge, like still keeps up on like, and I put this on uh, our social media page uh, on Facebook, common debauchery. Um, you know, I, I keep up on the, the currents, the currentness of the power Rangers storylines, the ongoing teenage mutant Ninja turtle comics, um, things that I love from my young, super young childhood. Yeah. You pose looking at me weird. Those things are still going. Um, oh, I know they're still going. I stopped following them a lot. There's certain things I just stopped following, but I was just as much a part of power Rangers, Ninja turtles, like, so the most I recent, think- the most recent thing that I am super jazzed about in those worlds, um, the there's a release of a darker, post-apocalyptic dystopian world uh, Ninja Turtles comic called The Last Ronin, where Splinter and three of the brothers were killed, and the last remaining Ninja Turtle goes back for revenge against the new Foot Clan, and I believe like it's like an offspring of shredder who's running it and stuff like that, who is responsible for their deaths. Um, and you find out, I believe in like the second or third book, which Ninja turtle it is. Cause you don't know. Cause he's wearing like a black mask. Um, kind of a, a Ninja turtle at like kind of swing on like almost like a, a, a samurai slash ninja slash SWAT suit. And he has all four um, marquee weapons. And it's just very dark and like he's talking to the ghosts of his brothers and stuff like that. And like, it's, it's very dark, very gritty. And I'm kind of back to like what the original old school comic was supposed to be before they Nickelodeon the shit out of it. And uh, you know, so that's, I'm, I've I've been following along with that and that's, you know, kind of got my, my childhood tickled fancy. So, and then uh, you actually might get a kick out of this. There is a non- is it Saban or Sabin, the the company behind Power Rangers? Sabin. Sabin. So it's non. It's a non Sabin uh, produced Power Rangers movie. That's not really a Power Rangers movie, but it's totally a Power Rangers movie. That's on the verge of coming out via Kickstarter. Uh, it is spearheaded by um, the actor who played the original Green Ranger, Tommy. Uh, Jason, oh yeah, Jason David Frank, I believe his name is. And it's called The Legend of the White Dragon. And I feel like you, the the typing in the background you're hearing is Poe looking it up. Yep. So basically the storyline behind it while Poe's looking it up is there is a, uh, it like, so there was a huge epic battle that cost thousands of lives in Angel Grove. And the way they get away with this is like, they don't reference anything they don't say like Power Rangers or Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or anything along those lines. And it doesn't take place in Angel Grove. It takes place in Angel Graves, which was the what they changed the name of the city to after this epic battle that cost people lives and everything else. And basically the Rangers are now um, hunted fugitives because the people of formerly Angel Grove blame them for the death and destruction that happened in this final 
battle that caused almost an apocalyptic type world. And there's a trailer out for it that I feel like Poe's going to go watch. Or I'm actually watching it right now. (laughs) Not with no sound, but I was because the I think the the one character that that he's just uh, Green Ranger guy is talking to is actually the former Black Ranger in one of the older seasons. Uh, That's why he's he's, I believe it's uh, a character named Adam who is either a black or red ranger in the, uh, one of the former seasons. Yes. There, I believe yeah. there's three okay. of them. I, I believe it's Tommy, Adam, and one other, maybe it's not Adam, um, but it's Tommy and two others that were actually like in the power Rangers movie or uh, shows. And it, it, like, if you, if you follow Jason, David Frank anywhere um, on top of being a, an MMA fighter. So he's like, he's one of the, one of the people in the show that have actually had like had had when he started extensive martial arts training, um, yeah. where like, you know, the original Kimberly, uh, Amy Jo Johnson, I believe it was like, had some, like a gymnastics background. Uh, mm-hmm. the original black Ranger had like a dance background and they found ways to make that work where, yep. but like Jason and Tommy both had martial arts backgrounds, which was why like they actually would show them doing like martial arts, like sparring matches, tournament matches, stuff like that in the show without the suits on, because they could actually do that stuff. And he, Jason David Frank is now heavily tatted and he is also, I believe, a born again Christian and on his bicep has a tattoo that says, and I quote, Jesus didn't tap. So, okay, that's yeah, yeah, my man's got a lot going on there, but he has been, I believe, in no less than 10 different, um, they call them seasons now, like we're in like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers had like four or five seasons, maybe even more. Um, where it was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And then there was the epic event where, like, the I believe they were referred to as the Dinozords back then were all destroyed when they brought Lord Zed in. Um, mm-hmm. Which, looking back, like, why are you Canadian? <laughs> like, your, your big metal staff is a Z. There's a Z on your crown skull thing, which, like, what are you? Like, you're, you're a metallic skull with, like, that's holding muscles in? Like, what? what, what? But, uh, like, and your name is Zed. Like, so you're a Canadian muscle skeleton monster. I'm confused. I like this, this, this literally all just came to me. This isn't something I've thought about before, but now it bothers me. But, uh, you know, like, <laughs> eventually, like yeah. So eventually, like, they replaced the, um, uh, like two or three of the original Rangers. And then, um, you know, then there was the movie that, like, those Zords got destroyed by Ivan Ooze and then there was the ninjas and then like the cast kind of started falling apart and then they started like really bringing in a, like different members. Then they just started changing team, like teams as a whole and backstories of the Rangers and stuff every season. And there was no really no rhyme or reason or connection to it except for the occasional crossover. And then there was one where like all of the original, like, every ranger team ever was like in some huge crossover event that they had and it got all it was recently yeah it was it, like it was um, fairly recently actually like because i remember reading about like the review for it and they were like oh my god they're bringing back tommy as the green ranger like the original green ranger and like and it but it was also like they also had like tommy is the original white ranger like because so, it was like all like time like they did the marvel thing with yeah. like the timelines where they have like you know they, they've killed off wolverine 35 times but there's that's because wolverine has come back in 30 different universes so you know we have 
Wolverine as Weapon X, Wolverine as, you know, the animal Wolverine, you know, Logan. And it's just all over. Like, that's what they did. Yeah. So they took a page from Marvel. Well, and the, and the interesting side of that is, and this is, you know, with me keeping up on, you know, this, so this is what I do um, when I'm up late at night, because sometimes I'm just up late at night. And uh, I look, I, like, I, I end up seeing things that are like, oh, you know, new, new arc of the Power Rangers introduces Lord Dracon. And I'm like, who? All right, now I got to know. Oh, yeah. That's the bad, bad Tommy. Yeah. So basically what that storyline is, and th- that story stemmed off of the, um, like that basically them confirming that all of the all of the power rangers um like different seasons and like different incantations that they've created are all part of the same universe but not part of the same world so it's kind of like where you know then you'll for those of you listening to this that don't you know overly follow like the marvel comics and stuff or dc like it's it's kind of the multiverse theory that they all exist in the same universe but they don't like they're kind of exist parallel to each other. Um, and the reason that Tommy has been kind of across the board in a lot of them is either that he exists in all of them and has a heavy connection to what they refer to as the morphing grid, which is what grants them their powers. Um, or that he is so connected to the morphing grid that he actually can travel between the universes and help in different ways. Um, and basically the story of Lord Dracon is the universe where evil Tommy wins, like in that five-part miniseries that made up the Green Ranger storyline in the original TV show. He, like, that dude wins. And then he mm-hmm. ends up getting more power from all of the different, like, by collecting power coins and power crystals. And then he actually travels between the universes and he goes to the universe where he lost and he ends up taking the white ranger power and getting Saba and, you know, and as he like gains these different powers, his suit changes. And like, now he's got like the white tiger face mask with the green dragon and stuff. And it's cool as shit. And if you're a fan, I recommend going to look it up because it's cool. And this is the kind of stuff we're here to talk about, Bo. That's why we're doing it. That's a trip down memory lane. I haven't looked at like power ranger stuff and like, I mean, like I, I've kept it up when it comes up on my like news feeds and stuff, because you know that's how Google tracks you. But I, Power Rangers have all like, especially the newer stuff is always a bit like the newer cartoony or not cartoony stuff, but like, you know, like some of the stuff where they like they made it more for the older demographics, where they have you know people that grew up with Power Rangers in the you know the, the late '90s, early 2000s. You know, we're all adults now, so like our tastes have changed to be like, well, I want the what if a Power Ranger actually stabbed the guy and he exploded, or you know, like he sh- and the more graphic novel type stuff. So right. they've started they've started to appeal to that, and those are the type type of things that I you know I'm still interested in, but not the not so much the power the corny Power Ranger stuff where it looks like you know the guy in the suit and the rubber suit running around fighting the guy <laughs> in the rubber in, sword in the, suit in, in the spandex suit. Yeah, and the spandex suit. Yeah. Yeah. The uh there was actually a wild bag. One of the things that kind of stemmed out like into this idea of the legend of the white dragon that I just told told you about was the uh there was a YouTube short, it was like a 16-minute video that actually James Vanderbeek was weirdly in. And of all people, Jason David Frank was not. 
Uh, and it was basically like the same idea, a dystopian world where like the machines had won um, and the, you know, the Rangers were outlaws and they basically showed like all the rain, all the original Rangers as adults, but being killed off. And um, yeah. it, like James Vanderbeek played Rocky in it, the second Red Ranger. And like, it was very gritty, very bloody, very dark and adult you know um and it it was cheesy like i, ju- I actually just rewatched it with a, a co-worker the other night because i was telling him about it and he was like wait what that was a thing so i showed it to him and in hindsight it it was cheesy it was a little corny um but it was basically showing that like somehow like rita still existed and essentially was behind all of it and like it was just interesting because um like looking at it you're like i don't know like i, I don't know if that's a thing but like at the time i remember seeing it, it was like oh this is awesome i wish they did something more adultish and like now it seems that jason david frank has heard the cries of the people and wants to do something along those lines so yeah and that's the cool thing like- about having these weird fandoms Oh yeah, for sure. Cause you get all, you get all kinds of different people, especially like some of these, like, I, I almost feel like this was like a Kickstarter for something. Um, like this was like a kickstart towards a movie that they wanted to get made. I don't know, but I, I looking at, I'm, I'm kind of like going back and like rewatching parts of it and just remembering that it was because somebody else was Katie Sackhoff was in this too. Yes. She's played the, she played the, um, Helga from our Hel- or Helga Helga in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, there you go. So that's the only reason why I know who she is. That's fair. So the uh, like I said, like the, the the cool part about having these these fandoms and stuff is the ability when you're older to like relive some of them when either because inevitably things these things come full circle and they either get re released or they know that the fans of them like they can capitalize on them missing it. So they bring it back and it's a little bit more adult. Um, for example, re- the re-release of like the reintroduction of the popularity of Pokemon with the Pokemon go game, which I never got into. Uh, I downloaded it for like a day. And then I realized that like nothing fun lived in my apartment, which was the only time I ever looked at it. So mm-hmm. like I wasn't catching you any. Mean, of that. You, you didn't watch or see the, about the guy that like jumped out of the moving car because he was playing Pokemon go and like he was playing Pokemon go while he was driving. And as he was driving by, he was on a throughway actually um, opened the door, stuck his, stuck his phone out the window and the door opened because he was trying to catch a, a Pokemon that was like on the side of the street or like on the, the throughway and fell out. Um, he didn't get hit luckily, but that was just one of the many stories of like the stupidity that people went through to like try to catch these digital things that didn't really exist in places. But like, what did they do? They, they took something that was hugely popular with people who are now late twenties into their thirties. Oh and yeah. They modernized it like, Oh, now you, instead of having a game boy, you can do it on your phone and you it's actually you. And there's locations like all around the world that are quote unquote gyms that like, you go, you battle, and you win, and then it's your gym for however long until somebody else comes along and, and wins it and stuff like that. Like, and I only know all these things because, like, we'd be playing baseball, and the field that we played at, 
um, was at a public park and the playset area, like the swing set area across the street from the diamond was a gym. (laughs) So guys that were on my team would be like, like first time in my life I've ever had people competing over who got to go shag foul balls because they had to get their steps in. And like the one dude came back like, bro, I caught a Bulbasaur. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But you know, here's, here's the Nintendo corporation capitalizing on people being ridiculous and loving their Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nostalgia is one of the biggest driving factors to <laughs> people wasting money. Well, and then like, so, so driving into the next one, like, so you got me into the Dragon Ball Z world. And it was something when like, I, I'm pretty sure I came over to your house the first time I saw this thing on TV. And I was like, what the fuck is this Poe? And you're like, dude, it's Dragon Ball Z. Like you like karate martial arts stuff. Like you're going to like this. And all of a sudden, like I'm borrowing the movies that you own and stuff. And then like, I'm confused as to like, why things happen in the movies that don't get acknowledged in the show. And you're like, well, some of the movies are canon. Some of them are not like, and that led me down that road. And it was like, I ended up watching it all the way up to and through the, um, from the start all the way to the, like to and through the Majin Buu saga, which, yep. Things that didn't help that with people and like being into it was like the kid that we went to high school with that for Halloween just paged, like painted an M on his forehead and said, I'm Majin Dennis. <laughs> Sorry, Dennis, if you listen to this. <laughs> uh, so like, and like, I'm not trying to mock the kid, like, but like in hindsight, like, you know, oh, if, yeah. like if anybody heard like me and you talk like, bro, did you see what happened on this episode? Like, oh, bro, I just watched this episode. Like, what the hell? And then like, Oh, what's like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, that thing that like that dude walked yeah, around and like didn't... yelled at people about like, yeah, didn't, didn't help our cause of being cooler than we thought we were. Right. I mean, neither did playing Yu-Gi-Oh in the hallway before school, but listen, you can't win them all. Yeah. But there were, there were less people in the hallway for that. So like you could just kind of get away with like a game or two before like the pet, like the halls would start filling. Yeah. In. Before, like, oh, before, okay. before like, cause we, we were doing this when we had cars, so we'd get there early to do it. And like, then the buses would get there, be like, all right, put it away, put it away. But, right. <laughs> but like, you know, it didn't help having this dude trying to go super saiyan on people when they pissed him off. <laughs> yeah. Despite the fact he was bald. Right. Like had a really, really low shaved head. And like the whole premise of super saiyan is, you know, you're the, turning your hair gold. Yeah. The long, the long gold hair. But uh, so the, I then, I, I ended up watching all of GT and oh, I'm sorry. Like it wasn't bad, and like there were cool aspects of it, but like th- this was the company that owns the like owns and does Dragon Ball Z and like just the Dragon Ball franchise. Um, they ended up using GT as a a way to like overcapitalize on a like a rehash essentially. Oh yeah. So like the the series was so widely hated because like you spent all this time like building these this character arc and stuff like that only to turn the main character back into a kid which was the premise of the first chunk of the series. The reason why is because they decided that they didn't want to bring back 
Toro Toriyama yes. as the writer, who is the one who designed the both Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. So when they were like, oh, well, we don't need to pay you to do this. And okay, fine. So then when they decided to go their own way, which works out famously in so many instances when they try to make sequels without the people that actually wrote them, um, it turned into what it is. I mean, again, it wasn't terrible, but like if you compared Dragon Ball GT with like Dragon Ball Super, which is actually like canon for what happened after Dragon Ball Z, like it's officially, you know, in the fandom world, super like GT does not take place. GT is its own like separate, like, oh, that was a fun little side project that you guys did. Ha ha, you guys. But super is light years better than what GT wanted or was hoping to be. Yeah. And I can, I can attest to that solely based on the fact that like, I like eventually found a way to watch GT. And then when I realized I could watch super on prime video, I paid for every single season in succession oh, over yeah. the course of like two weeks. Oh yeah. And now I'm sitting here waiting for like, cause it's not done. Oh no. Yeah, no, it's not done. And like, and the cool yeah. part is like, they actually have source material to work from, which is really cool. And then they've like taken the, cause they've introduced the multiverse theory too, because you know, who doesn't love a good multiverse theory and yep. like they've created, I believe like, uh, a non not necessarily canon um like comic, about dragon ball heroes well they like so there's dragon ball heroes which that's the game right well so they made so what they did as part of the promotion to get like to get the game out because this all came out in japan was they came they created this whole like mini series that's tech that's not actually canon either but it's like basic basically it's just you know the multiverse of like oh there's a time squad and a, 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 or a time, not so much a time squad but like a time police force i guess is the best term for it and right. you know that but what you're talking about is just exactly that so it's not really canon but it's like it's really good because actually the difference being the difference being this than all the other like side ones is that toriyama actually had a say in this which is right not true of almost all of the other movies that were come out, like the Broly movies, the, the tree of life, all those other like side movies were never actually Toriyama. So, well, and and like, and it's, and no, there you go. And it's also interesting because like they've taken some of the fan theories and wrote them into this non-canon story. Oh yeah. Like, so there's, there's part where like, you know, Goku and Vegeta, like there's a version of them that are like, you know, I, I believe they refer to as like Zeno Goku and Zeno Vegeta. Like they're basically like gods, essentially, like not just having a god mode that they go to, but like being actual, like incredible beings of some kind. I'm not overly versed in the logistics of it, but. Again. Yeah, there's some there's some aspects of that. There's, I mean, they but the, what the cool part was is they actually introduced, um, like aspects from GT, which they were like loath to go back to and be like, look, GT was a thing, and you know they brought back like Super Saiyan Four Goku with the black hair, where and the monkey suit, right, and uh, or or the monkey hairy chest and the the tail and all that stuff. So, or in, introduce or reintroduced the concept of Gogeta, yeah, Gogeta. 
So, cause that was never really a thing. There was, that was never, you know, that was never, that was never actually officially canon. And everyone's all like, well, it's, we can't acknowledge it until it's canon. And now they actually, you know, made it actual canon. So, right. And uh, like, it's, it's so interesting because we, we've literally been sitting here talking for almost 40 minutes about like weird, nerdy adult versions of things that we were into when we were younger. And uh, I was actually talking to a friend of ours from the network on his show, let's talk, but not politics. Okay. And it was supposed to be about Christmas memories. And we ended up talking about like how he's excited about things like, um, like how his son always wants to play, like let's go Pikachu or whatever it is that uh, the game that came out. And it's basically just a rehash of like the original Pokemon games. And he's like, I love it. And I'll buy my kids this all day because it takes me back to my childhood and I get to play a better, like a more updated version of the things I love from when I was a kid. Uh And like, I mean, I'm I'm sure to some level, like now my my man Poe has a a mini me version of him to be referred to henceforth as Theo Poe. And (laughs) that's, I'm going to get it to stick. I don't care what, you know what justine says it's the that's the opo but uh i still like the wd-40 one that was... w, listen du, okay so we're gonna sidebar the crap out of this <laughs> so when poe was first having his kid um he came to me and said like we were talking about like sports like oh you know someday you're gonna coach him blah 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 whatever and he's like i don't i, I don't know if i like what i want him to play blah 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 if you know if he's gonna play sports and i was like listen man like being a lefty runs in your family and like all, all you need this kid to do is learn how to throw lefty and I can, you know, work with him and get him to be a pitcher and he'll make millions of dollars as a left-handed pitcher. Um, and I already have a nickname and everything worked out. I said, he's going to have to wear number 40 though. And I, I don't recall, like, why did WD 40, like what, what was WD? Well, because his initials are Theor, uh, his name is, his full name is Theo Walter Prashadlo. So his initials are TWD for, um, oh, did I cancel out? No. no, you're good. You're here. Okay. Um, so his initials are Theo Walter Daniel. So therefore his initials yes. would be that. Yes. So I, I apologize like, for not recalling that part of it. I knew it was something to do with the name, but I'm like, Theo Pashadlo doesn't work, <laughs> but so he, he's going to use the two middle name um, thing as he's going to wear number 40 and he's going to be WD 40 because he's just going to be that slick lefty. And that is, that's yeah. the move. That's going to be the move. So that got, that got me for sure. Yeah, we are. I'm going uh, to su- try to support that. For as long as I well, and, and for as long as I can, I'm going to try to push that on. And be like, no, you got to wear number forty. And when you want to ask why he has to wear number forty, because I wore number fifty-two, which is my dad's number, and I would be like, no, you got to be forty. And he's like, but nobody had. Oh no, you. There's a reason for it, and you'll understand it later in life. <laughs> yeah, when when Coach Uncle Jaws starts teaching him how to do stuff. Yep. We got. Yep. When's, when's he? When's he starting the old? Uh, when's he able to start sports, buddy? You got to be getting there soon, right? Uh-huh. We tried to put him in soccer. He was not, he's not really like a, he doesn't like to be around other kids right now. He's very like, very reserved, I guess is the best word for it. So once he gets a little bit more like 
acclimated to like strangers. They'll probably will probably like right now is not a good time to introduce him to strangers, obviously. Right. So uh, he uh, so one, once we can start doing that, he probably goes to school and, you know, gets a little more acclimated to kids his own age that aren't like kids he currently knows. Then it might be a little easier to get him into sports and stuff. But right now he's just content, just, you know, playing his little games and pretending being, to be a cat. Be, being far more photogenic than you've ever been. Well, yes, that is not tell, hard to do, but yeah. Tell 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 wifey she's got to change her all of her uh, social media handles to just picture like pictures of Theo. She would. I'm surprised she hasn't already. Like, or like the photo, the photogenic Poe. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> One of, one of the best parts about being friends with somebody as long as as long as me and Poe have been friends is Poe for the longest time in his life did not know how to take a good picture. He like, if, you, if you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother and you understand Barney's superpower, Poe is the kryptonite to Barney's Superman. So my man was just like he could be like standing there perfectly still, smile, and all of a sudden the picture would come out and he'd be like doofy smile hair messed up and looking high as all hell and it was awesome like and just like had this look about him and it was it was a great thing it was a wonderful thing it was the best thing so that was uh i love i love telling stories when i when we do these things about my friends that i do them with uh because i tell plenty of stories about me and my nerdy ass because despite all of it i am a gigantic nerd too um so that's why these things are fun because either you're a nerd or you're lying to yourself because everybody has a nerdy thing about them. And that's really, I mean, we covered oh, shit like five different nerdy ass fandoms in the last less than an hour. Yeah. It's impressive. That is it. We didn't even get into what you, what you brought me into besides fantasy football. You brought me into God of war. Oh yeah, buddy. Uh, they're coming out with a new one. They're coming out with two new ones, bro. Like there's it's a whole second trilogy. I know. And then like, there's rumor that they're going to make a third trilogy where it moves to Egypt. Oh yeah. For like, sure. like, because, because after you kill all the Greek gods, then you got to go kill all the Norse gods. Then you got to go kill all the Egyptian gods, which could stem us into another Yu-Gi-Oh thing. <laughs> next, next, next thing you know, it's going to be, it's going to be Kratos versus Slyther, the sky dragon. Oh, I was thinking Kratos like taking out cards from his dual deck and just. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But like it, it, the best part was like you know we talked at the, at the top of the show about how like Yu-Gi-Oh had a lot of like corny one-liners and you know it's time to duel and you know channeling my inner Frank with Yugi boy. I could see you know Kratos being like fuck this and just like like but what would it, what would his weapon be? Because like it, so if you've never played uh, this dude in this video game has. Uh, they were called the blades of chaos and they had a couple different names throughout it, but I'm pretty sure they kept generally just stuck with the blades of chaos and they were daggers that were chained to his arms that like he would be able to swing and like, they would extend a little bit and stuff. They were obviously magical and given to him from the gods. And then in the second, in like when they re started the new trilogy with when the PS4 came out, he has a uh, like a Viking ax that's got, you know, it's cool because the blades, of, you actually go back and get the blades of chaos and like they have the power of fire. The axe has the power of ice. Like what would his weapon be going to Egypt? Um, 
spear maybe? I mean, I could, I could see that. I could definitely see that. I think that I, would be. I, I mean, I think what else you would have, like, well, either that or like the, I really don't know the name of what it is or like the specific name for it, but it's that like sword, it's like a scythe, but like more, not more, not attached to a pole, but it's like more like a sword. And I cannot think, Anubis has a lot, like you see a lot of pictures with Anubis that has this. I oh. can't think of the name of the actual weapon. Um, Like it looks like a, like a, not like a C, but, um, no, I, I'm actually, I pulled it up on my computer here. I, uh, I'm actually, it's kind of like a scythe, but it's got like a full axe blade on the top instead of just the pointed one-sided thing. Yeah. What is that called? Uh, uh, I just found a picture of what it looks like. Yeah. And I don't know what it's actually it's- called. <laughs> But that's what, like, that's what I picture that he would get is like something like that of like, I mean, whether he steals it from someone or gives it to somebody like that, like that's. Yeah. Or like, I actually just found a cool looking. uh, It's K-H-O-P-E-S-H, I believe. It's a type of sword. Um, Yeah. And like, yeah, okay. So it, it's got like a flat a start to it. Yeah. And then like it it kind of juts out almost like an axe type thing. Like I could see something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, and then like you can go back to, you know, wherever, whatever part of the Nordic area that this one takes place in and go retrieve your other two sets of weapons and like, you know, go fight their cat god and stuff. Yeah. Trust me, I was pissed when I beat the first when I beat the last one, and I was like, "Wait a minute, there there are nine realms. Why did I only go to four of them? Where what is the rest of them?" Like, I was, I've never been heated after uh, after beating a video game, and that was like one of the ones where I was like, "But I'm not done. Where I want more. Where is this?" And I was pissed. Yeah, the cool part is that like it's still free roam, so you can go back and like roam around and finish things you didn't finish and do different tasks and stuff and like. Like, yeah, free the Valkyries. Yeah, which like is a pain in the ass because like they suck to try to beat. Um, oh yeah, wait, yeah. So, like, do it. You know, you can do stuff like that, and but like you, you knew they were coming out with another one. There's no way you end a video game series with the start of Ragnarok. Oh yeah, for sure. But the thing that got me was like I was surprised they even made like. God of War 4, like they didn't even call it God of War 4, they just called it God of War, which is the name of the very first one. Um, but like I didn't even know that they were going to make it into a trilogy, and then all of a sudden, like, that, like I get to the end of the game, and I was like, What do you mean that's the end of the game? Where's the rest of the game? And then they're like, Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to make it another trilogy. I was like, You motherfucker, right? And like, so here we are. Because I, I don't know about you, but like you, you, you started to dive into what ended up being the end of the game, and it didn't feel like the end of the game until all of a sudden you're walking through somewhere and it's like rolling credits while you're walking around talking, and you're like, "Oh yeah, like what? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah." Like I, yeah. I have, I have questions that need answering, and you're not going to do that because you, you suck. I feel like I got Rick rolled. Yeah, for sure. But uh, <laughs> I am. I'm super excited for that to come out. It will be the main reason that I buy a PS5 when it does come out. 
because um, I will not buy a PS5 before that because I don't need to. But uh, I, I was actually going to ask if you've uh, if you've gone next gen system yet. I have not. Um, I do not. I'm actually going to make a jump, uh, actually, uh, and I'm going to not get an Xbox. I'm actually going to build a new game. I'm going to build a gaming PC. Oh. Uh, because all of Microsoft's and Xbox games are going to, through Game Pass, are going to be available like the same time they come out on the console. So instead of me spending, you know, $600 on a console, that's just going to, you know, depreciate in value as most of them do. I'm just going to build myself a new computer and, you know, make it just as, just as good, if not better than what the Xbox can do and just still be able to play all the games. Um, I'll just not be looking at a TV. I'll be looking at a computer monitor. Which so, at this point, really, what's the difference? Oh, yeah, no. it's a, a, Really, like, aside it, from, like, the potential of size. For sure. And, I mean, not for nothing, but, like, I could see in the next five, like, I could honestly see there may be, after this, like, after the Xbox, like, this Xbox and this PlayStation, I could 100% see it being, like, you're, it's no longer a console. It's more like a little box or something that you plug into your TV, like, like think, like, a fire stick size. And it connects you to a service in the cloud. And guess what? That's how you play. You don't play on, on a console anymore. Like, that's all going all the way to the dinos. So, which is why I'm going to get ahead of the game. Yeah, I can't say I blame you on that one. Uh, and then you can join the Twitch world and do streaming like Matt does. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've watched a couple of streams of his. He's, he's pretty funny. So, he has the very blatant uh, dry sarcasm thing going pretty well. And, uh, yeah. I've yet to be, I know uh, him and Taylor have done the him streaming of, um, what's it called? NHL. Uh, I have yet yeah. to be a part of that because they tend to do that on Thursdays when I'm sleeping before going into work. So that's pretty tough. But uh, yeah, I've I've wanted to be part of it and on the stream, but I haven't been lucky enough. So, um, you know. But I, that is 100% something I can see you doing and actually like, you know, doing well with. So that would be fun. We'll see. We'll see. See if we uh, can't, can't rehash the days of Helios. Dude, that's still my gamer tag. On, I'm uh, well aware. I am well aware. But you know what? I would change it if I could and drop the 85 because I only gave it the 85 because my brother was obsessed with Chad Ochocinco and that was the compromise we came up with because we couldn't have two gamer tags. So right. I got to drop the 85 somehow, but I'm not creating a brand new one just for that reason. Yeah. Don't blame you. The uh, last little bit here before we sign off. Um, and it's a fun little tidbit about Sir Chad Ochocinco. Did you know that Mr. Chad Ochocinco, formerly known as Chad Johnson, when he played for the Bengals, would regularly call his coaches between two and 4 a.m. just to tell <laughs> yeah. them that he was open and hang up the phone. Yes, I saw that. I died. I was like, that's hilarious. I mean, oh that, my God. like, I could not imagine, like, just your phone ringing off the hook. I like, Chad, what do you want? I'm open. Click. <laughs> that's awesome. Good for him. Oh, man. I, well, did you see last thing? Did you see on? Um, it was I think it was. It was the Kansas City versus Tampa game. Was it Tampa Bay? Where there was a game that Tyreek Hill had like three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Yes. 
Well, did you see on the sideline he pulled the old Shannon Sharp where he picks up a phone from the side? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I'll tell him. And he yells to the crowd. He's like, help is on the way. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was against Tampa Bay. And I was like, oh, man, that was hilarious. You know, I'm 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 slightly torn on whether or not I like Tyreek Hill because I like the I like the fire, I like the passion. Um but when you like when you start costing your team points, like when uh I believe the the first one was when he caught a pass that he didn't realize he caught and then didn't go to the sideline and be like, I caught that. Oh yeah. And then they punted the ball away. Um that was one, and then the I'm going to turn around, stand at the goal line, backflip, and it costs us the touchdown because while I was in the air doing a backflip, somebody held somebody because, you know, somebody at defense was going to try to come kill me for showboating, and it took points off the board. Like, oh, I didn't I, know about that. I didn't know about that one. I saw him doing the backflip. I didn't know it was a actual – Oh, yeah, that, that touchdown ended up not counting because somebody on offense ended up getting called for, um, for holding – and I believe, at least what I heard on SportsCenter the day after, was that the holding call happened after he would have scored had he just ran it into the end zone. Um, so, like, he stopped, turned around, and, like, somebody on defense was like, well, F this, and went to, like, go hard after him. And whoever was, like, blocking him, like, gave him a tug, like, no, don't kill my guy, and got called for uh-huh. it, and it cost them the touchdown. So, and those two instances were also in the same game. Like I'm, I'm all for like you torch somebody and you wave as you go into the end zone. I'm all about it. Um, but when you start taking points off the board for your squad, that's, that's a problem for me. Like I, I will, I will watch Josh Allen spin the football at people's feet every day, every day. Yeah. Until yeah. you get kicked out of a game for it. Then you're, you know, I, now I have questions. So yeah. Take it too far. A little bit, a little bit. So. Well, that is uh, that is a wrap here for Common Debauchery. Welcome to the episode about all kinds of nothing. And really, that's the point of the entire podcast. So, Poe, thanks for joining me, my friend. It was a pleasure, and we will have to do this again. Anytime. Yeah, buddy. Maybe maybe you'll be my regular co-host if you enjoy doing this. You're going to have to go start coming up with ideas to talk about, though. Oh, okay. Well, I got to work on that. Yeah, buddy. We got a week. I like putting things okay. out once a week. Fair enough. Fair all enough, right, buddy. Well, like I said, thanks for joining everybody. Like I said, this is uh, this has been Common Debauchery, a member of the BICBP Radio Network. You can check us out there, www.bicbp/radio.com. Uh, check out us, the other two podcasts that yours truly is on, Hats, Tats, and Stats, and Tip of the Cap podcast, both sports-related, Tip of the Cap being a prep baseball central. And thanks for tuning in. Check out all the other podcasts on the network, and we will see you guys later.